Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Long Con, the podcast that takes a lighthearted and informative look at the destruction of Western civilization and the collapse of representative democracy. I'm glad to have you guys with us. Uh, we today are going to be talking about uh, our central premise for this show, uh, which is uh, the 10 stages of The Long Con. And uh, here to help me with that is uh, the owner of the uh, Players Workshop, uh, corporate uh, presenter and actor. I can't remember what we said. Uh, yeah. Jeff Rogers. All, Who are all you, those Jeff? Things. Yeah, that, no, that's that's perfect. <laughs> I, I think that that uh, actually makes me sound as much of a con man <laughs> as anybody, giving me a certain level of knowledge about all of these things. Well, so it's all probably coming together for you now, why we've invited you here. <laughs> yes, right. You know, a little BS is good, right? That's part of the American character. That's, that's, the, that's the positive side of the long con. I think that's the exact part of the con that most people are attracted to, is the little bit of style, a little bit of flair. That makes them feel like, oh, well, this is interesting and different. Exactly. We like our buildings taller, our stakes thicker, and, you know, we want to be sold, right? Yep. Oh, absolutely. And um, so we're going to uh, talk about that. So anyway, I'm really glad to have uh, Jeff with us. Jeff is a friend, but he's uh, super smart. And um, I think we're going to dive right in. So my idea was just to uh, uh, start in talking about, uh, there's two different, uh, what we call the 10 and 10. There are 10 stages of the long con, uh, which is actually how... Uh, I think this um, 70 year boondoggle is uh, being perpetrated on us. And then there are the uh, 10 uh, facets of the war on democracy, which we'll probably talk about um, later or in another episode, uh, which are what actually has happened to our country and what the mechanism is that's in place. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I have the, the 10 steps of the long con here. I just thought we could walk through them. Yeah. Uh, one by one here and kind of explore each one because uh, I'm utterly fascinated by the process of this. How uh -huh. we, the, the, the con person, right? right we, can, we typically say con man, but the con person yes. uh, is uh, often playing on the reality that the mark, as it were, is mm -hmm. the person who will uh, really wants to trick themselves. Right. They just create the environment in which they can do that. Yeah. Uh, and this whole idea that this reality that we're living in right now with, um, you know, self-help gurus and things right. along those lines, it's it's creating the environment for you to find out that you were right. 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 You, that you are this thing that you thought all along. But it, t it takes more than that. There's more steps to it. If you're doing it right. right. If you're really doing yeah, a good con. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to spend the time. <laughs> you want to do it right. So yeah. um, so the first one of these is called foundation work. Right. So tell us what what is foundation work? What does that mean? And, and how is that created? It's before you even have the mark. It's we're going to create the framework by which we're going to perpetrate this con, right? So you would have maybe your team together. You would discuss your uh, approach to this. There needs to be a an environment, a reality that's created based on a gap, right? There has yes. to be some gap somewhere that they see. And this is very similar to business, right? right? What, what you want to do in business is you want to spot that niche right. that there is a bridge that is missing that you can create mm -hmm. the product or whatever it is. And, and you have the solution for, right. And that's where you want to play. Yeah. It's a, you see an opportunity exactly. And then you put the kind of, uh, the, the pillars in that you're going to use, uh, for framing, right. right. You, bu you build the set right for everyone to play in. Yeah. So, um, so there are lots of ways that happens in different types of cons, uh, in terms of, uh, I think our, our long con we're describing in the show, what it really relates to is, um, the way that, uh, uh, the, 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 the initial inciting incident was a group uh, called the Mont Pelerin Society that met in 1948 in Switzerland. I'm going deep already. Wow, this is real. Yeah, we're, real we're, we're there. Some of you may have heard of the economist Milton Friedman, right? So this idea of free market economics. So really the central con was switching out um, explicit racism for uh, the idea of free market economics and then basically using this um, kind of extreme view of capitalism, laissez-faire capitalism, uh, as the only example of liberty. And that anything other than this kind of cutthroat, unregulated reality um, is a form of collectivism or socialism or whatever. So the con is believing liberty means no government and everybody can do whatever they want. So this is uh, what it's like to go and have coffee with Paul, everybody. <laughs> it, it starts off real fun and then all of a sudden we're... In he seems normal. <laughs> Lazy, fair capitalism, and we're there, yeah. and we're already in the middle. Of it. All right, so uh, just to take this back, are my eyes a dilated? Bit, no, and our mind glazed over. 
Did I did I nap when you started bit. saying all that? No. So um, real quickly, what that brings to mind is, uh, and something that I'm fascinated by is our use of language, right? How we utilize language yeah. and this idea of switching out definitions of what things are uh, yeah. and what we understand them to be is a big part of what the con is about, is having you think something mm-hmm. that you you believe fiercely. Yes. But the reality of it is this was not your original thought. This is not right. what you really um, wanted to have be your central thesis. This is something that was placed there or manufactured for you to grab hold of. And then uh, because of our biases, right, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to. Once we start believing in it, once we've said yes, once we've given that initial yes, yes, we want to keep on going down that road because if we ever turn around and say no, right. that we disbelieve, then all of a sudden, what do we think about ourselves? All of our right. yeses were incorrect. And so what does that mean to us? Absolutely. Right? That's exactly right. And you know, you and I probably uh, more than the average listener um, have uh, cause to run into uh, like professional magicians uh, as part of our... <laughs> Our work lives. <laughs> our, I mean, I don't know if you do as much. I do a lot of trade shows. So I have a lot of friends sure. that are magicians, but it's very much like that, right? The idea of, of forcing a card uh, is maybe right. the start of it or um, what they call kind of limited options, right? I'm going to uh, present a couple of things to you, uh, limited options, and make you think you're choosing from a much larger selection of things. And right. I'm also going to uh, stack information and present it in a certain order so that it's logically going to make you uh, create, you know, or choose what I want. So there's a lot of psychology involved in it. If it's a shill game on the streets of Manhattan, and I actually fell for one of those one time, you know, it's it's not only how do we do the, you know, the, the move the balls, you know, get the ball, get the shells, get the the table. We need the table. But, you know, getting your team. You need two or three people to come in that are going to win money and that are going to, you know, be shills. They're going to pretend like they're playing the game, doing really well. And um, that's how you're going to get the mark to step out of the crowd and say, you know, I'll give it a go. Yeah, right, right. Lay that foundation. Right. So that's, that's great. So that's the first step of it. You really do have to understand what's the area that you're going to play in. And, and what's the gap that you're going to sell people on uh, of what they're, you're going to have them believe, it sounds right. like, right? right? Yeah, and who, who, are the, who is the team that's going to make that happen? To assist put, you in making that. Put your people in places, your props, your people, right, right. And, the, and, and the structure. So now comes the one I think that, uh, and we, we made reference to it uh, moments ago, and I started using the language just because it's, it's such fun language, <laughs> right? <laughs> So the second step of the long con is finding the mark. Yes. And the, the mark. mark is is what is referred to as the, the target, right? Right. This is uh, uh, who we're going after. So tell us, uh, help us identify the mark. Yeah. So th- this one is interesting and actually one of the things that was probably most surprising to me. Um, so I, I should just say, I won't talk about a lot of books, but I do want to talk about two in terms of this. There is a, a classic that was written in the 1950s by a guy named David uh, Maher called The Big Con, uh, Story of the Confidence Man. And if you like that kind of, um, you know, razzle-dazzle, you know, um, language and all the old-timey uh, kind of things, it's a great read. Yeah, it um, is. There was, have you read this? I actually, oh. yeah, I have that one. I saw that one sitting Yeah, there. it's fantastic. And then the other one that I read most recently, which is really, I think, more germane and fascinating for us, is one um, by a psychologist named uh, Maria Konnikova called The Confidence Game, Why We Fall for It Every Time. The, the 10 stages that I've created are based on what they've, the work they've done. So I'm co-opting them and tweaking them a little bit. So lest it seem like I'm, you know, claiming these ideas as my own, I just want to put that disclaimer up there. Uh, but one of the fascinating things that, that she discovered is, you know, there are certain elements that make up the ideal mark for the long con in particular, right? Okay. Um, one is uh, someone that is maybe a little bit emotionally vulnerable, and I think that wouldn't surprise anybody. But really, uh, for the long, you know, for people that were running this long con swindlers, whatever, of the classic American con, um, what they want is someone who is uh, successful because they need to have the means to have them taken from them, uh, someone who uh, tends to have faith and belief that the system works, and mm. also even a personal faith uh, that, you know, whether it's in a higher power or just in themselves, that things can go their way. Right. So I think a lot of people think, you know, that it's just going to be what we see now, these predatory calls to little old ladies and we're going to scare you into our scam. But no, if you're running a true American long con, you know, the, the classic long con, these guys who are like aristocrats of, you know, criminality who would never deign to, you know, pick a pocket or something. So, you know, um, base, uh, it really is uh, picking 
someone who is again successful, smart, um, faithful, and uh, and and yeah, um, has a, has a belief in their own ability and discernment. Well, and I think that uh, there there's there's two other elements there as well. The first being that they also have to see that this um, uh, uh, this opportunity that comes up, you know, out of the blue that this thing happened, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this opportunity, uh, they're deserving of it. Yes. Whether it's legal or not legal or, or, and a lot of times it's right on the edge. It's like, yeah, it is legal. It's this loophole. They're presented with this right. rare, uh, opportunity that just seems to happen. Um, but they're giving, uh, being granted access to it. Yes. Right. That's a big part of it. Well, uh, and, and we'll get into what you mentioned is, you know, a whole different thing, but the idea of a certain amount of, um, uh, sketchiness or, or perhaps moral compromise even that's in there. Right. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think that that's really, uh, important is that, you know, and this is one of the great axioms of the, of the con artists is that they, there, there's a point, one of the stages we'll get to where you actually, uh, force the person to, um, compromise their morals in a way. Sometimes it could be something that could incriminate them later crossing into illegality. Um, but you basically, uh, the axiom is no one ever walked away from a con at that point. Right. Natural greed and rationalization and all of these things will kick in. And, you know, if you've got the mark picked, you don't lose the mark when you try to get them to cut corners, you know. And I think one of the things that we see here, which is really interesting, especially as it ties into things like, um, you know, systemic racism or, or even sexism in places and, you know, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, structures uh, that are built into our system is uh, is that that kind of is inherently there. Like, you know, as kind of, you know, middle class white guys, you know, we know there's disparity. So when you're doing a long con on a group, the idea of, oh, well, we have to focus on equality and all of that sort of thing. We're all willing to cut that corner, right? Because sure. it's just like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to give, you know, more of my money or, you know, whatever. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The other element that I think you brought up that was interesting is this idea of if you have um, achieved a high amount of success in one area, there's a tendency, a bias in your mind that, oh, well, if I'm good at this, I must be good at all things. And that's a mistake that a lot of powerful or really talented right. people make. Uh, a really good example of that, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right? When he went left basketball, considered uh -huh. one of the greatest athletes as a basketball player, went into baseball and found that he wasn't that good in that. I think a lot of people find... And that was a very stark lesson, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was blatantly observable. Or, you know what? Let's get a great businessman to be president. Yeah. You know, what we need is an outsider who's a business success. And let's get in there and run it like a business. And the fact is, is like, you know, th that doesn't translate. You right. know, like like right. you said, right? I mean, if you just want someone who's smart and good at business, like if, if you're going to get like open heart surgery... That's not who you're going to pick. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to say, let's get Jeff Bezos in here to, you know, to open you up. You know, no, you're going to go for to find the, some efficiencies. He's yeah. going to find some new ways. To yeah, do that's it. right. It'll yeah, be less right. expensive. And, and that's not a I, I don't want to indict people who have that. That's a natural way of right. looking at things. Right? right. All of a sudden your lens is focused on what you're doing. You achieve success in it because of a lot of different reasons. Right. Um, so then once you hit that mark, especially very successful people. Right. See that as a. Uh, 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 an amount of permission right. then to extend that across every area. You know, you're going to fall victim to your own press to some degree, right? Yeah. Because oh, everything you touch is That's successful. how ego works, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I think it's also important to, to, to note that this is not always bad. Like this is not against business people or against, you know, the Bill Gates doing these types no. of things. It's just that the difference between a con and an American, you know, I don't even know what we call it, um, you know, sales pitch yeah uh, right is is the intentional deception and the lie so what i'm i'm getting at is that all of these things you're saying it so well are human characteristics and yet there is someone behind the scenes that knows that these are human characteristics yeah. and has layered and set up the system in such a way that all the pieces will fall this way. Everyone will think it's their idea and they will come out on top. And you bring up a great point that it's really the end goal. What is the end goal mm -hmm. between a sales pitch and a long con? The sales pitch is trying to get you to buy the product. Yes, but if they're a good right. sales professional, right. the goal is to... Uh, solve your problem with their product, right? right? I mean, they, they, it's an an honest goal. But then the long con, though, is deception. That's the goal of it: is to uh, deceive you to the point of 
typically to get the, your money from you, to separate you from your money. Yeah, or so, your power or your yeah, control, exactly. right? You know, because I think the Republican Party has been gutted and, and basically taken over by these interests. But it's right. not like, oh, these dumb, you know, conservative rubes, you know, these are smart, intelligent uh, people, you know, to say that the person who's going to be conned is somehow an idiot or mentally defective or blind um, is is just not to actually uh, deal with the reality. Exactly. The entrepreneurial aspect of it as well is someone who's willing to take a risk, who's used to a little bit of risk. Yes. Right. Right. And what is more American than that desire to take a little risk to right. better ourselves? Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, everything, every facet of the American dream and expansion is predicated on that idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, the foundation is laid. We know what con we're going to play. We know the area that we're going to play it in. Yes. Uh, we have, uh, we've put together our team mm-hmm. and we've identified our mark. Yes. All right. So the next step in uh, uh, the long con here is uh, grooming the mark and gaining his trust. Yes. Right. So, so it's really um, about initiating that relationship right yeah making that uh making that connection and um you know there's the the classic one if you've ever seen the movie the sting you know the really uh famous maneuver is um you know uh robert redford bumps into robert shaw who is the mark on a train takes his wallet and that sets up you know all the other stuff but then he comes back with his wallet and so suddenly he is trusted by the guy he's solved his problem right they connect they have a similar sensibility and a sense of not only uh can i trust this guy but if I trust him, you know, this might turn out to my benefit. Yeah. And I think you see that a lot today when you get a white paper or something free from a website or uh, download this mm-hmm. XYZ thing um, for free. Right. That is the whole idea of that. Right. It's to get you to begin to trust them. It's to get you to feel like they're going to give you things uh, beyond what you would possibly pay for of, of, of higher value. Right. Um, and that once you feel that, uh, relationship, that level of closeness to that product, that brand, whatever that is, right. you're going to keep on moving with that brand depending on where it wants to go. You're telling the story. So you're right. actually kind of creating the whole story so that when you're playing the con, you're initiating with the mark, you gain their trust, um, you start talking to them, and you paint a picture pretty quickly where you play out the scenario uh, of what what this opportunity might look like, right? You don't you don't get into all the details, you don't do that, but you 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 at least give a narrative so the idea of this story is in there. And the other thing that's very important is you have they have an emotional response to it. Right. Whether it's greed or excitement or, you know, enthusiasm. I think that that's a critical aspect of it actually is the emotional aspect. We make all of our decisions based on emotion. Um, none of our decisions are based on fact and data. We take that in, right. but then we make an emotional decision. Yes. And once you're hooked on an emotional basis too, mm-hmm. boy, you can, you can tap into anything. That is that also point. like the bedrock, uh, kind of, um, assumption of the con. And it's also been borne out by a lot of modern psychology. I mean, have you ever heard of that book, um, uh, righteous mind, why good people disagree about religion and politics? Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. a great book. I've never yeah. heard of that book. <laughs> So don't I tell I mean, Paul. There's going to be I'm a lot of books not, that I've are brought I've got five up. books next to me. I'm, gonna, I'm not yeah. going to mention any more than these. <laughs> Wait, are you going to put links? Uh, I'm going to put links for books? all of this okay. stuff. All right. And these Just are all worth sure. reading. But it's really fascinating because it's a psychologist, okay. again, who's analyzed reams of data and comes to this conclusion that what you say is exactly right, that we make all of our decisions, especially if they're emotionally charged or kind of definitive decisions about religion or politics, um, instantly and based on emotion. And so what this guy describes rational thought, right? Whenever we think we're rationalizing, he calls it a post hoc process, right? You've already made the call before your brain even starts to analyze it and put together the arguments. You're not like a little scientist with beakers, you know, we're gonna measure this out and see what the results are. You are like an attorney who's defending a client, which is your emotions, and you're going to present the case on behalf of how you feel. Right. But you're gonna think that you came to the rational conclusion. So sure. really, it, it, this this key to this uh, playing the con is creating that emotional uh, response because then you're going to give them all of the things to create their own case, the, to, to, to create the logical structure uh, to come to the conclusion that they think is their free will and careful powers of an- analysis, but is really uh, where you've you know set them up to land. Yeah, that's so fascinating because I think that's, 
that's one of those things where I don't know if we really want to know that about ourselves. <laughs> right. right. It's like, I, I, hey, do I have to know this right. now that it's right. all already preordained in my head? Right. That I'm going to go that route on all of these decisions. I want to feel like I have that uh, decision making power. Yeah, of course. And the real even worse part of it is the more uh, successful you think you are analytically, the, the, the less emotional you think you are as a person, the more susceptible you are. Because you're simply not aware, you don't have the self-awareness of how you're actually working. Right. Because this is everybody. And you know, the first uh, episode I did on this, I called The Matrix Has You, and I talked yeah. about my own experience in recovery, right? Being an alcoholic. And I, and I think it's really important because very rarely will any of us look at the mindset and the conditions that, that made us make that decision or thought or feel that way at the time, right? So we're, we don't want to, to your point, go back and look at okay, why did I think that? Why did I have that emotional response? But even even more rare and almost you know um, unheard of is to go back and say, okay, what's the foundation of my character and my personality that made me view the world in a certain way so that when this thing came up, I would have this response to it. Do you see what I mean? My predilection for this is going to be yes. based on something that occurred at yeah. some point that and helps shape that path. Exactly. And, you know, if you are familiar with any 12-step program or whatever, I mean, that's the whole thing. You do a, an inventory where you put down all this stuff. And right. having done that once myself, I realized, okay, so I have all of these emotions that have driven me my whole life. And yet I have created in each instance um, a, a plausible, rational uh, explanation. You know, it, it, it's so... Um, kind of global for all of us right that having gone through that kind of really where you really have the ability to step outside of yourself and go whoa you know that, yeah. du that dude is not seeing the picture right you know right, exactly but nobody would do that if they didn't have to i would much rather have you know kept drinking for another 30 years but, sure but i had to do that right yeah so, so again the fact that anybody of their own volition is going to kind of do that analysis on themselves is you know it's a, it's a big ask well that brings up two things one is um the idea that it is possible to do. Yes. Right. I right. mean, there is that ability to have that self recognition uh, and, and do that internal work. But the other thing that actually this brought to mind, do you remember the movie Excalibur? I do. Oh, I love right? that movie. Great movie. Uh, about, uh, I showed it to my kids. I thought it was Arthur. so damn corny. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. It's super corny now. <laughs> yeah. 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 But there's one line in there that I use all the time. And, uh, whenever I see a situation like that, where mm -hmm. somebody is reverting to, um, their, their sort of, their, Programming, yeah, that they, they're, yeah, they're that's right. Personal programming, right? Yes, um, hardwire. Yeah, is the uh, the line that Lancelot uses uh, when he's uh, uh, at the end of the final battle, and he says, uh -huh. "It's the old wound, yes. Arthur." And it, that, to me, I mean, even yes. as a as a teenager, I realized what he's talking about, and yeah. it, it, I always come back to that. Look, we go back to the old yeah. wound. Whatever that old wound, it defines a lot of our reactions. Right. And all of our wounds are different. All of our programming, it doesn't have to be a wound. I don't mean that right. it's, you know, the, whatever that is. No, it all goes right into yeah. our coding. You know, every trauma, every success, and it's an evolutionary thing that makes a ton of sense. Um, I heard this uh, stat that it takes something like um, uh, two seconds to imprint a negative emotion and reaction to something and something like 30 to 35 seconds to imprint a positive one. Really? Which is why you can remember in your life so vividly these scary, terrible times. Yeah. And the other ones are kind of maybe hazy or you've created this stuff around them. But it's because there's no real evolutionary need to enjoy yourself. It's just well, don't get eaten. Exactly up. it. It's all based on that lizard brain sort of survival. Right. And the adaptation to whatever those points of, of a certain death Right. Uh, that exists within the path that you're right. taking. Which is why fear is the most effective tool of uh, of the con, you know, not in terms of the confidence man, it's greed yeah. and it's all that sort of thing. And there's some of that in the, in the global con too. But in terms of what's happening to the American people and the divisiveness that we have right now in this highly polarized, angry thing, it's all predicated on fear, right? Yeah. Fear of other. Right. And that's, that. but that also is a big key in terms of, it's I'm missing out, right? Fear of missing out. It's I'm not going to have enough. I'm not going to be good enough or I'm not, I'm going to miss this opportunity to be even more successful. Right. Right. So it, it's, right. it's all based in that. Yeah, kind of and math. it will, and it will, even if I don't want to acknowledge it, it will put a pretty big ding in my perception of myself. Absolutely. If this opportunity goes by, that's the biggest danger. It's not that I might lose X amount of money. I'm defined as this in my head. If I am not this, then who am I? Right. Uh, all right. So uh, roping the mark. Yeah. It's interesting. Really bring them in. Uh, right? The mark to the cons inside man. Yeah. This is what we would call 
you know, the shill, right? Right, right. Um, uh, or the inside man or inside person to, well, to get your earlier nomenclature. Yeah, well, and that is the idea behind, again, I keep bringing this up to sales techniques, but only because there's a lot of similarities. Uh, and it's something I think people can recognize immediately. Mm-hmm. But that um, that third person um, commentary, that third person yeah. review, yeah. right, is... So critical when we're looking online or something like that, we want to read the reviews. What does this person in, you know, uh, Walla Walla, Washington think of this dishwasher? We look for that because we are community based, right? We're not, we're just not built to be, right? We're herd animals, right? That's exactly it. We're we're not built to be the lone wolf. So we're constantly looking for that sort of, um, uh, uh, what do you call that when you when you're getting that uh, third confirmation person, bias? that confirmation bias yeah. exactly uh, in order to really define and help us figure out what we're doing the unfortunate part about that is mm-hmm. we're not great at vetting <laughs> where or whom that is coming from yes, right right and I know in sales right isn't that a huge part of it absolutely and I, I bring up sales a lot I, I host uh, meetings uh, and events for a lot of different companies oftentimes they're sales meetings they're they're kick off the year uh, meetings so I'm privy to a lot of these conversations yeah, right. from very successful sales people yeah, so right. I get the kind of um, behind the scenes knowledge of why they go about it this way what the what the thinking is behind it uh, and most of them are really uh, you know very ethical great people who are doing this for all the right reasons they believe in a product and blah blah blah. However, nice disclaimer. You can, well, yeah, right. Um, but you can see how this can easily be turned and used for the dark side uh, in a heartbeat because we are that community, we're that herd, and that we're looking for that confirmation bias. And um, and the inside man could be almost anything. It could just be the right. person on Facebook that posts the really interesting article that says exactly what you wanted to say. I'll tell you what. There's a long con that people uh, that everyone has. Mm-hmm. absolutely embraced yeah. they have even come out and said we are running social experiments <laughs> we are doing this on your feed and we're like mm, okay no one's gonna pull one over on on this this dude and there you know, if we go back to this yeah. knows what's going on all the time <laughs> so if we go fella. back to the definition of the mark which is perfect it's someone who is smart has has intelligence in certain areas and and you bring up this idea of this um article on Facebook that says everything I want to say, then that even that is put together with, uh, you know, the exact ideas that they want you to think and lead you to. So you might agree with the first couple of ideas and then the third and fourth idea leads you to this different place that really does support what they want you to believe. And then the other heart of the con, which is really um, not only American, but is human and is something that we desperately need. I mean, have you ever heard of uh, Tom Peters? He's like a business oh, guru. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. So, right. So he has this. I figured if anybody had, it would be you. Yeah. But there's this famous quote of his is um, that is, the whole secret to our success is being able to con ourselves into believing that we're going to change the world because statistically we are unlikely to do it. Right. Right. So I'm going to be the one to be the next billionaire. Why not? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. there's 600 of them and 350 million people, you know, and I, every structural thing is against me, but why couldn't I, you know? Absolutely. It's that thing, and it's and it's a, a natural, healthy, you know, I think like it's the, the Nietzschean, you know, um, will to power, right? Yeah. This this life energy that fuels us. Well, and ambition isn't bad. And don't get me started about Nietzsche and uh, Yeah, I was just going to say, as soon as you, you brought know, the, that up, I was like, okay, this is going to take a turn. I will help all of you listening right now and bring them back <laughs> into this... Uh, uh, area that we're actually talking about, uh, but the idea of ambition and and being able to do that, but and that's why, unfortunately, that's why the lottery exists. Right, right. It plays upon that exact concept of I'm going to be able to do this because I'm going to get lucky one day, and then this will happen, and I'll get all this money. Yeah, or that's whatever perfect. that is. All right, so we'll go to the uh, the next one here, which is telling the tale, drawing the mark into the scheme, and testing his moral fiber. Right. So that's kind of a two-part thing there. The drawing, the telling the tale is kind of like playing the con, right? It's it's basically um, setting them up, but it's getting into more detail, right? Now right. we're going to actually talk about the mechanics of how this great opportunity is going to work. And testing the moral fiber is, you know, it's like insider trading, right? Right. Well, you know, it, technically it could put you in prison for 10 years, but everybody does it. It's and you know what? Done. It's just because I know it's my friend. My, my friend yeah. works for the company. So, you know, it's no big deal. You're just, right. you know 
30, you know, you're two nanoseconds before the other traders in your little uh, computer thing. And, you know, so let's stop right there a few for milliseconds a second because, between friends. yeah, and that, that is so key that, and, and I think it's interesting that you say that no one walks away at that point. Have you read anything or have you done any research? How, how is it possible mm-hmm. to walk away at that point? <laughs> what, what would be a key for that? Because I'm thinking of myself and I, I we've yeah. all faced these little moments, right? It's not even a con. It's right. just that these are the steps, the um, psychological steps that we right. take to get there, to rationalize some of the decisions that we make. And if you've, if you've read anything or seen anything that would allow you a, some, a, a moment, right? A, a, a right. trick or something that will take you out of your funnel for a moment and allow you to observe what's going on and be able to step away. If there's anything along those, I don't, I'm putting yeah, you on I the don't, spot. I don't, I don't know, know that if there, there is. is yeah. Because there's the, there's the emotional, you have that emotional charge. You've got right. someone that shows up to give you that confirmation bias. And you know, you're already, you're already halfway down the, the, the trail, you know? Yeah. And that's the, um the other thing that starts to happen in this one actually is not only are you testing your more, more, the person's moral fiber, but you give it, that's when they feed out the rope, right? There's right. all kinds of rope for this person to run with and everybody starts selling themselves. Yeah. You know, we, if given an opportunity, will con ourselves. If I have enough things to choose from. We're so weak, Paul. We're so weak. We're so and weak. stupid and emotional. Yeah. You know, um, but not really us, just Republicans. No, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all of us. It is. It's all of us. Yeah, and that's the thing. Us. It really is admitting. Hey, yeah. Look, and and I, arbitrary. The red, for the yeah. average person, like, that's what I think is different because there is objective reality, like what's going on in like Trump world and like the criminality that is happening there. Right. But for the average person, the red or blue voter, we are so far removed from any of that, that we have a worldview that emotionally makes sense. That's based on our own morality, that that has been grafted onto so successfully that it feels like us. Yeah. So once you have made that emotional decision and you start, you know, rationalizing, which we do instantaneously, then presenting counterfactual information only entrenches the other person. Yes. Right? You're not going to make someone, you're never going to convince anyone of anything with a with an, an intellectual argument. And you're that's only going to make them double down. Right. And that and that's both sides. That yeah. you know, we 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 point to the Republicans and then we're talking about billionaires as part of this and, and we'll get into that, beings. but it is both sides. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I say both sides, Republican, Democrat, but it, it's everyone. We all do that. And none of us wants to feel that we are that entrenched in our uh, modality of thought. But listen, look, got free will, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about liberty. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. But we are. And, and it it's a natural response. It's how all of us are made. That's how the equipment works um it, it as we were talking about this i it, one thing popped into my mind was the idea of maybe a certain amount of mindfulness is yeah it would play a role in allowing us to kind of step back for that moment and really sort of digest it on a uh, on a deeper level once any bit of like red tinges come around the eyes and i'm like you know the Ding! steam starts to lift <laughs> like you know, I'm compromised, right? Yeah. And this is where we are in America and why I call uh, the American dream the American fever dream, right? You can't see it while you're in it. Like if you yeah. have um, carbon monoxide poisoning in your house, once it's already there and descended, you can't see it. You can't You can't tell that it's there. If you become aware something's wrong, you're already so compromised yeah. that you're probably, you're certainly not going to be able to make a rational uh, and, and a reliable response, but you may be incapable of making any um, response at all. Yeah. And not that this is a self-help thing, but I think you're, you, that idea of the trap door, giving yourself the trap door of stepping out of it, uh, and, and of being mindful of having that moment of, mm-hmm. okay, I need to take this step away from the keyboard. Yeah. Right. I was <laughs> right. literally yesterday. I was, I, I the fingers started tapping. I was like, you know what? No good is going to come from this other than a oh boy. I'm going to feel a lot better once right. I send it. Once everyone right. knows what I'm thinking. Right. But when you're in the flow of it, it's so difficult to do, which every con man absolutely knows is the case. Or for magicians, like, you know, um, information stacking. Yeah. There's a trick that I see at trade shows sometimes where they have like a grid, right? And they'll say, okay, think of a number. It can be anything between one and nine or whatever. But somehow they say it. So like, you know, you say six, right? They know. They've planted that. So when they do this whole big elaborate thing, it's like, holy shit. Like he read my mind. But basically all he did was present the information in a way hit you a little bit on the side so you'd yep. have emotional tilt distract you and it just slotted right into your brain you exactly. know and it works often enough that they can do that trick you know 
50 times during the course of an average show day. And oh, yeah. And it won't, it won't work maybe, maybe a couple times. Yeah. But it might work all 50. Yeah. It's, again, human nature. I mean, that's the other thing you see, too, is like when, when I, I do a lot of trade shows and corporate events, right? And it's like, you know, doctors and surgeons will, will show up and, and want the freebie, you know, just as much as, you know, yes, anybody, that right? That human me. greed, that hurting that mentality of, me. oh, hell yes, I want a T-shirt. These are literally you know? millionaires and they yeah. want this free T-shirt. Yeah, or, the, you know, like the, well, what were the things, the spinners that were the popular spinners. for a while? Yeah, the fucking, right, right. You know, I mean, there's just landfills of those things now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's that. That's so funny. That drive. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna miss out on that free right, thing. Right. I'm gonna get mine. Yeah. I, I didn't get to where I am by not staying here for a free T-shirt. For the, yeah, that that coffee cup. Are you yeah, kidding me? That's, that's right. you know. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, right. And all of you know how many of those things are you know in the trash you know at the in the airport when Absolutely. they can't get in the yeah. carry-on. You know, it's, I mean, it's just you or, know. or used as a, uh, a a car wash rag. Is, yeah, is the other part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, sorry. All right, so the mark has been uh, roped in. Mark has been roped in. The deck has been stacked. They have uh, tested. They've had their moral fiber tested and found wanting. <laughs> found wanting, yes. <laughs> uh, so now comes the convincer. Uh, the convincer providing a short-term gain that excites the mark and pulls him in. Yes. So we. This is kind of like where we talked about, right, with the lottery, right? Like this. This, you know. Oh, this person won. I mean, it even happens in the kind of natural order of like if you play, if you gamble at a, at a casino, right? Sure. Like you have, you know, you sit down, you get a couple blackjacks, and then you're like, oh, wow. Hey, I'm good. At Everybody wins. I'm good at this. Uh, I can do this, right? So I have to tell you my first experience in Vegas, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. So I was uh, touring with the Second City, uh -huh. so which meant I had very little money. We had our per diem on us, and we uh -huh. were in the hotel, uh, the... Um, uh, what's the uh, castle? Uh, oh, Excalibur. Excalibur. Classy. Uh, super classy hotel and casino in Vegas. So we're in there and I'm, uh, I go to the slot machines. Uh -huh. I had $250 like pretty early on. Wow. Uh, and I'm like, that's more than I'm getting paid for the gig. Yeah, right. Wait a minute. I know how to play slots. <laughs> Guys. I, I have a gift. <laughs> I didn't know I had this gift. I had right. this gift. So right. meanwhile, cut to like uh, 11 o'clock that night. This $400 later. Yeah. Absolutely. I've spent my rent. Yeah. I've, sp I've put <laughs> everything back into this machine. I had to call my wife and say, look, uh, don't uh, pay rent yeah. uh, because <laughs> we, we don't have the money. Please and, hold all uh, bills. Yeah. I spent the rest of that trip in my hotel room, by the way, with another actor who did the same exact thing. And both of us sat there like, uh, waiting for one meal a day because back yeah. then you could eat for a dollar ninety nine an entire meal. Right, uh, and I had to call uh, Second City and get an advance on on my paycheck for the work that I was doing right there. But that initial win, yeah, convinced yeah. me. Yeah, and uh, you could not have talked me out of it. That look, walk away. You just beat the house. Right. Walk away. Right. That initial win puts flips switches in your head. Right. That convinces you all of those things, right? You have this right. gift. You have this power. This is what you were meant to do. This is, you right. know. Right. Again, because it hits that emotional button. You get that strong emotional response. Yep. And then you're going to build whatever rationalization you need around it, right? And boom, you know, you've, yep. you've all of a sudden, you, you've been hooked. And and by the time you start to realize it and know it, it's like, well, no, because I'm, I'm just going to get it back. You get into that kind of grim thing of like, I'm not going to be a failure. I'm not going to be a sucker. Right. So if I'm a sucker because I gave you $100, I'm going to give you $200 and prove you wrong. Yeah. And that happens. I mean, the, the, the marks that they go after, they, they just tend to be um, uh, rinse and repeat because they cannot afford the psychic and emotional capital of admitting that they right. had been had. It's funny when you said that my the famous story about my dad um, uh, in Vegas it was my mom you know in the middle of the night one night three in the morning in Las Vegas there's this banging on the door bang 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 and he says you know I need some money I'm on a roll I need some money oh, I'm man, on a roll that's great you know, which is like that's that awesome in a nutshell right yeah you know I mean it's perfect he was that's on a perfect the snapshot I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing great I just need the money to keep that going. <laughs> yeah. I'm making so much. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. I, it has to turn around. And that's built into the entire process, right? Mm -hmm. If you, once you've earned that trust once, you're good to go. Right. Um, all right. So we have the, uh, the convincer. We've got that idea of the short-term term gain. The, the mark is excited about things. Mm -hmm. And so then we get down to the breakdown and send, which is a setback that gets the mark to double down and risk more. Right. And this is the psychology you're talking about. This is so fascinating. And I, I say it's so fascinating because I've lived it. Yeah. I, we, I think we've all done this where it's like we've, we get yeah. 
have some sort of failure. Yeah. And then we want to get, well, we're going to do twice as much. So I now. mentioned this to you earlier. I have a similar story that I will tell you about um, your Vegas story. You know, oh, as yeah. a young okay. actor, uh, I have the same one. I went to New York for the very first time when I was 22. I was graduating from college when we went out to do this actor showcase out there, right? Sure. I didn't have a pot to piss in. I was sleeping on, you know, friends' floors, you know, um, like, you know, probably 80 bucks to my name, you know. Right. Um, it, it, 40 was on me and 40 was in my checking account and I'm down in you know the lower east side or somewhere in the village and I see this huge group of people around and I go over and there's a dude sitting on you know a turned over can and he's got a little table and he's moving these um, cards around and he's got the you know like three cards folded over it's a three card right. Monty right follow the oh, ball no. and I see all of these people around there and I see someone come up there and and wins like twice in a row and and like another time they lose uh, they, they they win you know the guy wins three times in a row then someone comes up and loses but you know what i saw where the ball was he picked the wrong one but i could see which one it was every time they picked it i knew where it was right and so i'm sitting here thinking holy shit all of new york city <laughs> you know only eagle eyes you know right. trainer you know yeah. made for this opportunity this is my gift and i like a sucker walked up and probably put 25 percent of my net worth you know down on the table slapped it down and said yeah okay let me try right and boom it's gone i pick it it's wrong you know he's he's pocketed he's palmed it they've yeah. been waiting for me right and half of the people in this crowd of 30 are probably on the payroll you know sure at least five or six of them right that's their foundation work so I was so upset, and I'm like, no, it's good. He goes, he goes, it's all right. You could get it. He's like, you just fell off. And I'm like, I don't have any more money. And he's like, well, you go, go get some. He's like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you two for one. You know, if you get the next one, you know, you, you go 20 again, and I'm going to give you 80 back. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, how could I not? Yeah, so I, liter right. I literally went, and thank God, the only saving grace is that there wasn't an ATM, like, on that block. Right. Like, I had to go, like, two or three blocks. But I did, man. And I was busting through traffic. You know, my face was all red. My ears were hot. And I got to the ATM, and it's like, you know, you do not have enough money for 60. I'm like, all right, I'll do 40, right? And it literally is spitting out the last money that I have in the world, and I'm, like, ripping it out. Yeah. And I had this brief moment of clarity of, like, holy shit. <laughs> And it wasn't even, holy shit, I'm a big sucker. It's, holy shit, I know I can win, but, you know, yeah, right, I really have to, you know, have a little careful there. It wasn't like that it wasn't, like, going to pan out. Yeah. But I was, you know, I was, I had enough breathing room, that, that mindfulness you talk about. Yeah. You know, that, that I so rarely have as a, a nearly 50-year-old man on Facebook. I don't seem to have that margin at all. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. I, but I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. I was ready, man, because I was out there in, in New York to become a star. I was well, going to be discovered. I was so, going to break three card Monty, yeah. which I just realized existed. Right. And it was land of milk and, and honey, gonna baby. It's going to be a great origin <laughs> yeah. story. Are I, you kidding I, me? I, yeah. yeah. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think that all of these elements are key to recognize, look, this is built into our wiring. Right. Again, these are all things that exist within us. There's, it's not because those people are stupid. Right. Who, who fall for these cons who, right. who you know, uh, it's all built in. What someone is doing is taking advantage of their understanding of that wiring. Right. Uh, right. And it just, just made me flash on, um, oh, I'm not going to, uh, Bernie, Bernie Madoff. Oh, uh -huh. right. I mean, here you've got truly brilliant people yeah. who in their own capacity are brilliant, right? right? In this, right. in this field are right. brilliant, yeah, right? right? As and, investors. Yeah. It's yeah. not even the adjacency bias. It's, this is what they do for a living. The right. SEC right. was vouching for Bernie Madoff. Right. And the fact that he was able to ply his game right. uh, uh, with all of these experts in the field is right. because this is built in. And that 10 seconds of awareness, right. that trap door, right. uh, if you can use it, is really, it seems like the only right. defense. But if you turn around and, you know, the inside man is standing behind you going, hey, I can loan you 20. Right, right, you exactly. Know? Yeah, that that's a whole thing. Just real quickly, talking about the long con and in New York City, I used to do some work for... Um, uh, so I have to be careful, I guess, about who I say this is. Oh, a, not a on professional. my account. Well, I'll, I'll say you this. Know what? No uh, one other than you and I and are ever going to listen to this. Hear this Jeff, so so a professional sports league. Let's okay, say that we'll say a professional that, right. uh, sports league and yeah. a top tier professional uh, sports league. Top tier okay. professional right. sports league. And I used to do uh, some work for them. And what uh, they had a couple of talks that they would give during this mm -hmm. event and uh, for new people coming into this sport right and so the first talk was from uh someone who was uh very high up in the fbi and uh, i'm keeping this as generic as i can but i throw the fbi in because it was james comey wasn't it It was totally comey <laughs> no um no uh though though but someone uh, who's a specialized someone in fraud. who's very uh high up in the fbi is yeah, what i'll okay. say and would come in and say listen you're about to go into this 
sports league that draws a lot of attention and uh, you are going to be targets. So be aware, try and understand what happens. Right. Uh, The next person they had come in was a uh, mob guy, Mm -hmm. legit mob guy who was in the witness protection program, left it, wrote a book. I mean, like totally legit mob guy. He would come in and say, so this is how I'll get you. Yeah. You'll come into my city yeah. and I'll know. I'll know every team that's playing and where they're going to go hang out, what bars. I have right. people at every bar. It's what I do. I give a little bit of money to the bartender. He sends me a text. Right. I show up at said bar with some uh, you know, girls and some fun people and everybody's looking to have a great time. I ingratiate myself to you. We have a great time. Right. And then the next morning you wake up in a hotel room that you don't recognize and I've taken pictures of you in bed with the 300-pound transvestite. So now I've got these pictures. I show the pictures to you and you're going to do what I ask you to do in given games. Now, I'm not going to make it every game. I'm not going to ruin your career, but every now and then. And this is how I'll do it. And you know what? I've told you this story and I know that people in this room are still going to fall for this same thing. And afterwards, very funny. The guy from the FBI is standing there. And no one is coming up to talk to him. The guy from the mob is standing there. He's got the you know yeah. turtleneck on, the leather jacket. Everybody's going, oh, tell us some stories right. and blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is so cool. Your life is so cool. It's like, what are you doing? This is the bad guy. Yeah, this, this is, is not the one you, you want, want to. to. Yeah, exactly. Right. You want to avoid. Um, so, all right. So now the next one is the touch. And this is the con comes to fruition and the mark is completely irrevocably fleeced. Right. You voted You've signed the paperwork, yeah, you know, right. you've uh, turned over the cash and we're, we're done here. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, that's, uh, um, I, you know, and I said everything leads up to this. The reality is it, it goes further than this because the next two are really the key elements. And they're what we're talking about. Here. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. So getting the money, getting the vote, getting the uh, power, whatever, taking that from the mark mm-hmm. is absolutely the, the, the idea of the con, that's that's the goal of the con. Right. But it's not done yet because we have these two steps. The first one is the blow-off, mm-hmm. right? Which is avoiding blame while getting the mark to accept failure and move on. That is so brilliant. Right. Right? They have they feel the guilt and the shame and all the all of that, and it's their fault. Right. How I mean what Yeah, it's their it's it's either their fault or it remains not their fault. Because a lot of times in the con, oh, what will happen is that it will be spun like circumstances beyond our control has led to your $1,000, you know, your $6 billion right. disappearing on the tarmac in Afghanistan or, you know, whatever it might be or Iraq. Um, and the person can't face the, the reality of them being at fault. So they refuse to internalize that shame, right? The first thing in the psychology is going to be say, oh, there was a breakdown. And it's like the whole uh, Jeff Goldblum line, if you remember from Big Chill, or, you know, he says, you know, uh, um, rationalization is more important than sex. And they yeah. say, no, he's like, well, when was the last time you went a week without a rationalization? <laughs> you know, like this is, yeah. right, how we do yeah. it. And I don't know about anybody else who's listening to this, uh, Paul's mom, um, <laughs> that uh, for me, a- just having this conversation, I am literally Rolodexing yeah. every scenario that I have absolutely fell into. You're every a little embarrassed, aren't you? Yeah, well, you're a little, it, it's, it a little, is, it's, it's a little humiliating. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like uh, my first instinct is to try and push that down, which I think maybe a lot of us would try and do. But the reality is don't do that. Let that sur- sit in that for a moment. As, as my friend Dave Rosowski would say, sit in it. Yeah, right. He's got a great TED talk about, uh, uh-huh. uh, TEDx talk about, Sit in this moment. Yeah. Don't let the don't push these emotions away. Experience the emotions. You had this feeling at the end of it of yeah. the shame or whatever it is, but I'm gonna push that away. I'm gonna I'm gonna dress it up. I'm gonna put lipstick on the pig. Yeah, and I think that's where we are, honestly, with Donald Trump. You know, for the people that I, supported Trump and thought he would be a business person that could run things and it could be successful, um, people on on a visceral personal level cannot face that this guy is a, a charlatan, a criminal. Um, you know, perhaps uh, he's got dementia. You know, he's probably right. a malignant narcissist. It's too, uh, it's too much. It's, it's much better to keep up the facade long afterwards. Yeah. And, and go, and, and you know, then, and for these people that are marked, if they don't have the shame, it's, it's the one that got away, right? This is then the big fish story, right? right. They're going to go away and talk about this great time and oh man, it was awesome. And oh, could have, would have, should have, but boy, was I in it. You know what I mean? And they're going to make themselves the hero of the story. Sure. And how often have we heard that narrative of the, um, you know, the, the, the fish out of water who's able to walk into this established right. system and make everything different, change it all, right? right? I mean, that's that's a huge part of our, 
uh, our narrative set. Someone from the business world coming in who's a little crass, who's a little bit more like you and me in terms of maybe not being, yeah. maybe not speaking in a, in a very educated way. Mm -hmm. uh, well, then this is the person who can shake things up and make things more real and drain the swamp. Yeah, that's uh, right. Exactly. And now we've made that investment. Uh, we voted, right? right. We, we had the... Uh, um, the touch. Like you just. How not can I do possibly it? back away from yeah, this position? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Right. This is part of me now. Right. So the blow off is not really just. I took your money. Now shut the fuck up and get out of here. It's I took your money, but good job, buddy. Yeah. See you next time. You, we'll we'll you, get him. You just we'll missed get him, it. Right. You and just, then yeah, look at exactly. Everything you did. I mean, you did win once. Yeah. Yeah. You did. So you didn't win this one. Yeah. But, and probably uh, you, if you would have done this, it's a little different. You could have. But you know what? We'll we'll come back to you. Uh, and then the final one, uh, putting in the fix which is ensuring the mark will never admit to being conned or seek justice. And there's a couple of different things, ways to do that, right? There is. So putting in the fix, I mean, in a way, this is kind of what we talked about, like uh, that they will never, um, you know, uh, if, if there is the shame component, if they know, right. if it's something that's blatantly illegal or unethical or involves, you know, um, cheating on their spouse or whatever it might be, right? There's a line that people are going to cross that they're never going to admit to it, yeah. and so that fix is basically the leverage you have to put your thumb on them, so they're never going to do it. And and the fact is, is we've seen that with the uh, erosion of um, of the 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 rights that we have under not only under the legal system but voter purges. Yeah, right. We're not going to let you vote. That. We can yeah. get rid of that. There are all these limits that we now see coming down like a ton of bricks to basically um, limit our our ability to uh, fight back or or find justice collectively. Even have a voice. Right. And that that's what this final step is all about. It's taking away your voice to be able to comment on it or to to seek justice on it. Uh, but that's why we have this show, my friend. Yes. This this yes. little this little fart in the hurricane is going to be changing <laughs> it all. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, any final thoughts on this? Uh, this has been a really fun conversation. Um, uh, yeah, fun and painful in the way that now yeah. I'm really in a good depression about all of the but, really but bad choices I've made. It's true. There's and so many, Paul. There's yeah, so many bad choices. Yes, I'm not here to tell you that you're not a loser. That's okay. not that's Thank you. that's not going to happen. You. All right, you're welcome. But hey, we, I think that you have offered your your own hope uh, in a several ways, which is um, mindfulness. Um, a, 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 a fearless uh, willingness to look at oneself yeah. and, you know, the, the, the environment in which you're in, you know, question your the premises you're handed, you know, question your alliances. All of this can be done. And I think that um, because the long con involves billions of dollars to create this basically alternate universe that they've convinced half of us to buy into and then weaponized against the half that that haven't, you know, at least in, in and, and again, Democrats are involved in all that, too. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Yeah. We can see what's going on. We do have access. We have Cambridge Analytica, you know, knows what I'm going to do today, but I also can find information on a level I never could before. You know, you can look at all this stuff and that's what this show will be about. We're going to talk about 501c3s, charitable organizations, you know, uh, yeah. the way the money is spent, the way that it funnels and basically the way to, uh, to test something, you know, hold something up and say, does it hold water? You know? And I think, you know, follow the money is, is going to be, you know, the credo, um, for the show. And that's been true forever. I mean, yeah, that, right. that, that maxim has been true forever in terms of if you really want to get down to the bottom of it, follow the money. Right. And, and that's what every court case is always based on, right? Well, who benefited? Follow the money, see where that ends up. And then, and then make your decision right. about whether right. or not you feel and, that's... And when the money, and I will make that thing, when the money goes, you know, in ways that the Democrats are complicit and, and you know, make really bad oh, choices. Oh, without a doubt. You know, it happened with Clinton. It happened certainly with Obama and the bank bailouts. Yeah. You know, we can go into all of that. It's still follow the money. Yeah. And it still doesn't mean that because this guy did it and this guy and they're on other sides of the aisle that it's not part of the same con. Right, exactly. So, all right. Well, uh, Jeff, take a nap. I think you'll feel better. Yeah. You know, you'll wake up this afternoon with your normal spring in your step. Sure. Yeah, thank you for that. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, please check us out on Facebook. You can join the discussion at the Long Con Pod. Uh, you can tweet at me. I have uh, 33 followers. It's Jeff, my mom, and a handful of others. Right. But we'd like to build that into the millions. So, uh, yeah, follow us on uh, Twitter. And um, please stay tuned. we got amazing shows coming up. And uh, our next episode is actually going to be uh, Jeff will be back with us to talk about the 10 facets of the war on democracy. So that'll be fun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that'll cheer you right up. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.